You know what? I think billionaires should be superheroes. It'd be good for corporate branding. It's dangerous work, Mason. All right, Lowry, yeah, it's dangerous. But at one point in history, PepsiCo had one of the largest navies in the world. Did they use that to conquer an unstable nation and bring peace? No, they did not. Actually, Mason, I think they bought that navy in the first place to keep it out of the hands of unscrupulous despots. No, I think they did no good in the world, la la la, I'm not listening. Geopolitics has no real heroes. Just bad guys and worse guys. Well, Paul, I guess what I'm asking is for some billionaire to look at all his riches and say, I could be the king of Monte Carlo, or some other micronation. All this, over here, I could just own that. And then he takes over and, I don't know, personally fights crime. Well, I mean, then are you really still a hero? It's more like the crazy despot that Pepsi was trying to save us from. It is a really fine line, but if you get to write the newspapers and then you marginalize yourself because that's what the newspapers do to the heroes, then you are a hero because you're the underdog. Then you're just your own worst enemy. If you wrote it well enough, controlling Monte Carlo would be part of your superpowers. A lot of heroes own megacorporations, but they never talk about the company sweatshops or how they're making more poverty through their lobby efforts. Actually, I think Black Panther might count for this. He runs a country. Lowry, there are definitely comics that comment on politics and corporation, but... They're sort of artsy-fartsy, and they aren't really as much fun as just having an infinitely rich guy dress up as an animal and punch theme villains. On that note, you know it's going to be sad if there's no theme villains for Bart to punch at the end of all this? Uh, I mean, high technology's kind of like a theme. It's a setting theme, not a supervillain theme. I'm back. What's this about technology not being a theme? That's totally a villain theme. Like, half of all villains are tech villains. There's Lex Luthor and Brainiac. I mean, it's not a villain theme for this game, Elvis. It's everybody's theme. We're playing a cyberpunk game. Everybody's cyborgs. Yeah, but that makes it a setting theme. It's not a villain theme. Everybody's a villain in cyberpunk. It doesn't matter. Let's get back into it. You guys investigated a murder. The victim burst into tentacles. You met an android piloted by one of the richest men in the world, and his company is responsible for the whole tentacle thing. You're now headed off to a clinic where you presume people are being injected with tentacles. And that's when this game took a turn for the adults-only rating. Silence, Lowry! Was there anything you wanted to do before going to the clinic listed on the paperwork that you guys got? Nope, I think we got it. Alright, the clinic is in this part of town, so it's not that long of a drive. You pull up with Bart following behind and see the building is standing alone in sort of a strip mall parking lot. There's some other businesses around. I pass by two to see what kind of businesses. I don't know, typical strip mall stuff? Chinese food, specialty grocery store, karate... Is any of it owned by Google? I haven't really given a lot of thought to how the economy's supposed to work in this cyberpunk future, so I guess I'll just say that they're technically independent, but basically owned by Google indirectly somehow. Whatever happened to Amazon or any of the other big companies? They all merged. I don't care. It doesn't matter. There's a Thai restaurant. They have Wi-Fi. Aw, sweet. You guys want to get Thai food later? If we're going to do Thai food, it better be before we blow up this research clinic, man. Because I feel like it'll be really easy to catch us if we just hang around a Thai restaurant. I could go for Thai food. Uh, on second thought, let's do Indian, but in a different part of town. And I guess not at 3 a.m. Speaking of, is this clinic open? It's actually a 24-hour clinic, according to their window, so yes. Alright, so we need a plan of attack. I got a laser cannon, man. I meant more like a stealthy plan of attack. That's a good plan B, though. Nah, the stealth model is way more expensive. And a lot of the technology is still experimental. The cloaking device isn't really invisible. I know, it false advertising, right? But R&D is really stalled out on fixing that problem. You have more of these cyborg bodies? Only the stealth one and the prototype. This commando model is the only one that's fully functional. At the risk of having a conscience, let's see if we can find out whether these guys are even doing anything wrong. That's good police thinking, man. I feel like the evidence all lines up pretty good right now, but the case for us blowing up the clinic will be even tighter if we double-check it. Yeah, that comes straight out of the cop manual they give you on the first day. 
You can blow up a house or place a business if you find proof they're doing stuff you don't like. I don't remember reading that. Was that for our old job, or did you guys get a manual when we became caps? Well, I guess we could go in and have Elvis just get the procedure. But then I'll be full of evil tentacle nanites. I guess that might be bad. Maybe we should think of a plan where one of us doesn't die. Well, I'm waiting, Lowry. What's your plan where one of us doesn't die? I didn't say I would think of the plan. I'm just going to poke holes in your plans until we get frustrated and do something without having any idea. Well, the heck with that. Let's just go in, then. Paul, we go inside. Okay, it looks like an average clinic. There's a receptionist at the desk. It's pretty quiet, being the dead of night and all. The receptionist looks up and says, Do you have an appointment? I'm afraid we don't, ma'am. We're... We're the cops! I mean the caps! Oh, the cops? Is something wrong? Dang it, Elvis! Oh, were we not gonna flash our badges? No, you were gonna get the procedure! But that'll kill me! I thought we said that'd kill me! Uh, hang on, let me get the doctor in charge. Thank you, that would be wonderful. This wasn't part of the plan, Elvis. There wasn't a plan. I thought just walking in meant that I was in the lead. Not if you're gonna kill me. If I have to get injected, I should get to lead. And I say we're the caps and we want to see all your illegal stuff. Well, remember, dude, it's probably legal. It's just highly unethical and should be stopped. Okay, look, guys, we can still salvage this. It was over as soon as it got beyond arresting poor people. This is out of our depth. The receptionist comes back with the doctor. He's an older guy, bald and with a bushy mustache. Hello, gentlemen, I understand you have some kind of problem. You're dang right we do. Listen up. If I walk through the door and everyone follows, does that mean that I'm in the lead? Or do I cede leadership to the guy whose life is at risk? You're the only one who can answer this. You're a neutral party. Is that why you're here? Well, for only counting the span of the last, like, minute or so, yes. Well, expanding beyond the last minute or so, why are you in my office? Tell Mason that I'm in charge because it's my life at risk. Honestly, gentlemen, I'm going to need more context or I'm going to have to ask you to leave. It's really kind of you to give a choice between more context and kicking us out. You really should kick us out, though. No, don't listen to Lowry. Lowry's part of the problem. See, we needed to come up with the plan before we went in, and Lowry's just being critical, and that's why we couldn't make a plan. Tell him, Doc. Okay. Lowry, you should make up a plan. And I have a plan, but it does, admittedly, put Elvis's life at risk. Okay, well, that sounds like a grievance for Elvis. In what manner is his life at risk? Give him the paperwork, Elvis. It is my understanding that in exchange for free rent on Mr. Ratberg's land, I will be injected with deadly, deadly chemicals. Oh, okay, I think I understand now. He takes the paperwork. <laughs> yes, I see. And John Ratberg told you I would inject you with deadly, deadly chemicals. Is that correct? No. Actually, we threatened him with a gun and then we left. He didn't really tell us much of anything. And you say that you're the cops? No, we're CAPS. It's an acronym. It stands for Cool Awesome People. Bart goes... Yeah, man, I came up with it, man. The doctor says, Okay, I think I follow you so far. If you don't mind, I'm just gonna call Mr. Ratberg and clear some things up. Okay. Should we just wait in the reception? I suppose, if you have nowhere else to be. Okay. Alright. I guess you guys sit down in the waiting room while the doctor goes to the back. Bart sits down next to you and he says, I gotta be honest, guys. I got no idea where we're going with all this. Seems kind of like we blew our cover. Ah, don't worry about it, man. See, a lie is about telling as much truth as you can get away with. As far as I'm concerned, this guy knows we're out to get him, and that we're caps, and that we got that paperwork from Ratberg. That's all true. While he's focused on wondering why we're so dumb, it's never going to cross his mind that you have a transforming laser cannon built into your body to kill him with. Whoa, dude. That's genius. He was never going to suspect that in the first place. The point is he can't possibly suspect it now because we're too dumb. He can't suspect it because not even we know what we're doing. 
Well, then the element of surprise is going to strike us all and hard. The doctor comes back out. He says, well, I talked to Radberg and he said you were looking for a lease. So I suppose if you just finish citing the papers, I can give you the injections and you can be on your merry way. Wait, will the injections kill me or not? They shouldn't. It'd be kind of a problem if they do. Hang on, are you lying to me? I'm a cap. You have to tell me if you're lying to me. Well, it's all in the paperwork. You, you signed a liability waiver and a bunch of other unconscionable things, but then I didn't write the thing. Someone's lawyer did. All right. Well, if that's the way it is, there's no way I'm going to read all this or hire a lawyer, so here you go. Paul signed the papers. Thank you. You know, you sign one of these just to download a video game these days. There really should be a law against this, but there aren't. Anyway, come on. Ooh, got a little cyberpunk commentary on society. Go with the nice doctor. Follow Elvis. I'm afraid only the patient is allowed to come back with me. Confidentiality rules, you see. Look, either we all go together, or I get out my gun and make a scene. And then you can call the real police, and they'll take me away, and I'm not going to shoot anyone. But it's going to be traumatic for you anyway. I suppose your friend could consent to your company if those are my two options. Uh... Okay, as long as I don't have to get naked. You don't! Alright. The doctor pulls out more paperwork. Just sign these forms! Well, what am I agreeing to? Everything! Anything! It's a terms of service! We throw the kitchen sink at it! Just agree to it and we can move on! Man... Fine. Sign the paperwork. Try to read it. It's a fairly thick docket. I passed by 14 to understand the docket. You what? I passed by 14. Are you reading the dice right? You can't pass by 14. I put all my character points into bureaucracy. Really? Really? You had 120 points. You put every single one into bureaucracy. Yes. I could successfully reorganize the entire national government so that every law and regulation is recorded on a convenient post-it note. But I chose to work here with these people. Why? 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 Why would you do that? Because society doesn't deserve my powers. <laughs> okay, uh, heck. Well, it's full of all kinds of misleading clauses. Most of them are not enforceable, but it does give them valid reasons to drag you to court, and the cost of court alone is usually enough to win any dispute. But I'm making millions of dollars now, so I'm immune to that. You are. Court fees are nothing to you now. And even if they weren't, I already know how to turn this around 6,000 different ways. Why did you not use this power when we arrested Bart? We, we could have got him. A big part of law is following the right procedures in the first place, and I figured that ship probably already sailed. Anyway, I signed this document, Paul. Alright, document signed. To the casual observer, you just flip through a few pages and sign like everybody else. The world none the wiser that a legal savant was mildly inconvenienced just now. I am God among a world of fools that shackle themselves with paperwork. I am perfection. Yet to entangle myself in the needs of the imperfect would imperfect me. Well, Lowry once again wins the award for the most passively evil person in the whole campaign. And I'm gonna get away with it. No one will ever know. Well, the doctor hands the paperwork to the receptionist and says, Come with me. Then he leads you to a patient room. He says, Wait right here, I'll go get the injection. What do we do, guys? I'm gonna die from tentacles. It's alright. We'll take the vial away before he injects you. Elvis, it's all going according to plan. It can't fail if we weren't trying to have a plan. The doctor comes back with some sort of vial and syringe. Snatch the vial away. What is this? It says saline solution. What is that? What is saline? It means salt water. It's not a real drug. Well, yes. You're not supposed to know this, but my clinic is participating in a double-blind experiment. I'm handling the control solution, which I was about to administer to your friend. So what? Doesn't do anything? No, it doesn't. I mean, you believe it will, but it rather ruins the experiment for you to know it's just salt water. 
If some injection has been causing a problem, it's almost certainly come from another clinic involved in the trial. Oh. So shall I inject your friend or not? Do I still get the free rent? I suppose that's what's in the contract, yes. Alright, hit me. He injects you with salt water. Now that's that. If there's nothing else to bother, I've got some paperwork to file. Alright, head out the door. Well guys, that was dumb. I feel dumb. You think Ratberg has different contracts? I mean, I guess he must. I bet he pulled a fast one on us. Dang it, that Ratberg. Why would they let Ratberg know which clinic is doing real injections and which is doing fake ones? Wait a minute. Double blind means the researcher doesn't know which vial is the control group. The doctor lied to us. Oh, oh no. Oh, am I going to die? Maybe. Probably not. How do you feel? Am I dying, Paul? Well, you didn't feel like that before, but now that you're freaking out about it, you do feel a little sick to your stomach. Oh god, I'm gonna throw up. That guy poisoned me! Elvis, get a hold of yourself. It was just salt water. My heart's palpitating. I'm starting to black out. You gotta breathe normally, Elvis. Think about your breathing. I've forgotten how! Paul, hyperventilate, then pass out. Elvis passes out. Bart goes, This doctor is truly one step ahead, man. The only thing smarter than cops is doctors. I don't know if that's true. A good lawyer might also be up there. The only thing smarter than cops are doctors and good lawyers. Certain kinds of birds are also pretty smart. Doctors, good lawyers, and maybe certain kind of birds are the only thing smarter than a good cop. Which type of birds are smarter than people? Well, you've never seen a crow get arrested, but they steal stuff all the time. Pretty smart birds. Anyway, shake Elvis awake. All right, Elvis, you wake up. Wake up? Uh, 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 what? You hyperventilated and passed out, but I need you with us, Elvis. We gotta go back in that clinic and tell that guy that we're on to him. All right, all right, I'm right behind you, Officer Mason. Barge back in the clinic. Push past the receptionist, find the doctor, pull my gun on him. Hey, that's not how a double-blind experiment works. You think I'm stupid? Well, I wasn't going to say anything. Shut up and start talking, Doc. Either you're a terrible researcher or the real stuff is somewhere else. Where are you keeping the nanomachines? All right, fine. You got me. Don't you lie to me. I mean, yes, I got you, but don't lie to me. I'll know. I thought we couldn't roll to know if people are lying. Shut up, Elvis. Well, follow me. I knew this would happen eventually. Somebody had to find out. He waves you onto a back room, unlocks the door, and then he heads downstairs. I wish we had police training so we knew if following a suspect into his basement was a good idea. That's fine. We're uncovering crime. He leads you down a spiral staircase one floor, then opens another door. It reveals a small, somewhat threadbare lab, but what immediately draws your attention is the massive tube at the far end of the room. Inside is some writhing, organic-looking black mass. This is it. This is the experiment. No, it didn't start off this way, of course. We were trying to help people, you see. We were developing a drug that would persist in the body and heal injuries, fight disease, all that good stuff. But there was an unexpected side effect. Made a guy burst into tentacles. Is that our guy? Is that what's left of that guy? Did the waiver mention this? Yes, it was in there. Something about unforeseen consequences. At any rate, it was good for what it was meant for. It heals basic injuries and it improved the health of the patient. But in a human subject, if the wounds became grievous enough, the nanites took over. The second case joined with the first, then the third joined the main mass, and so on. We were able to contain it here, and I believe it has some level of intelligence. Behold! He picks up a remote and he points it at a TV hanging on the wall you guys came in from. It's set to some sort of nature documentary. The creature raises up a tentacle, taps the glass, and the channel changes to some cheap, mentally addictive children's programming. Baby shark doo 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 Stop it! The doctor aggressively changes the channel. We've been trying to educate it, but... Baby, stop! The doctor turns off the TV. It just wants to rot its brain on cheap cartoons. 
We're not sure what to do with it now. Maybe weaponize the injection somehow? Sell it to the military to kill people or something? I don't know. How many people? What? How many people did you inject with this drug? Oh, I don't know. About 500 in the initial trial, but only very serious injuries lead to this result. 500 people? They were sort of just in the background at first. Your attention was really pulled by the nanomonster, but it becomes a little bit more apparent that there's other people in this room as they draw around you. It's four armed guards who are just hanging around playing cards by the looks of it. One of them says, Hey, listen, Doc. We were hired to make sure that nobody spreads word about this thing. Google doesn't want to go paying any fines. The doctor says, Yes, I understand, but someone would find out eventually. Besides, the fines are nothing to a massive corporation. What difference does it make? The guy says, All I know is what I was hired to do, and I'm not about to be fired. Mason, I feel like now is a good time to remind you that Elvis and I don't really know how to shoot, and will definitely be killed by anyone with training. Bart says, I read you loud and clear, dude. He throws up his arm and a glowing field of energy erupts from his wrist. The guards sort of stumble backwards and one of them fires their gun in a panic. The bullet vaporizes when it hits the shield. I got us covered, man. Get to positions. Oh, God. Uh, dive behind the door frame. I follow. Same. The guards dive behind some of the bulkier lab equipment and computers. The doctor says, what are you doing? You can't hide behind those. But regardless, they start taking shots at the shield with their rifles. Doesn't look like anything's going through. Bart says, okay, guys. This shield works both ways, so we can't shoot through it either. I'm going to drop it on the count of three and start firing weapons. His arm transforms into a laser cannon. One, two, three. Bart, Bart, wait. He drops the shield. Dang it, Bart. The nano monster twitches in its tube like it's agitated. Bart revs up his gun and lays down a blistering stream of suppressive laser fire. The other guards duck behind cover. Shoot my plasma gun. Okay. Wow, is that the damage on it? Yeah. Now I need to wait two minutes before it has enough power to fire again. Okay, uh, well, Elvis leans out from the doorway and fires a molten ball of plasma across the room, completely vaporizing a computer box into slag and liquefying the guy behind it. You can feel the heat radiating across the room. The nanomonster recoils. Guys, we are pissing off the nanomachines. A grenade sails out from one of the computers and it detonates in the middle of the floor. Everyone who is looking out into the room, you're blind for three phases. Gah! Dang it, not again. I didn't even get a turn. Why does everyone have flash grenades? The doctor yells, Are you idiots? My eyes! Bart just keeps on firing. You hear conventional gunfire. Bullets ricochet off of something metallic. Ping, ping, ping. You hear someone cry out in all the chaos. Ah! Then there's a sound of glass breaking. Bart yells, My controls aren't working, man! When your eyes clear up, you see the nano monster is broken out of the tube. Spreading out across the room. It's already covered up where the guards were. Oh, oh Jesus. The monster grabs the doctor. The doctor yells, No! Why? I let you watch TV! There's sucks! And then he's gone. Bart goes, All right, guys, how do we arrest the nanomachines? We don't! We gotta run, Bart! I run. Full tilt. No looking back. Bart, come on! But crime, man! We gotta fight it, man! And besides, I'm not even really here! It's not a crime, Bart! It's maybe a crime against humanity, but it's not a legal crime! The creature grabs him. Bart! It's not even his real body! Let's go! But it's such a cool body. Okay, let's go. Before you get out of there, the nanomachines begin to rapidly condense. They form together into the most beautiful naked man you could possibly imagine. He opens his eyes and says, Happy birthday. Okay. I don't know if any of this was ever normal, but it got weirder. Keep running. Paul, I run to the car. Larry doesn't look back. The nude man says, Fear not, for I am perfection. I am all that man can hope to be. Okay. That's a pretty bold claim. I've thought that about myself maybe a hundred times, and I usually haven't been right. I understand. 
In what way can I assist humanity? You could put some clothes on. Clothing that looks like your own forms from nanomachines over his body. He's got the colors right and everything. All right, thank you. Your junk was immaculate, but still rude. I know it is my destiny to lead man into a better age. Turn on the car. Drive away. Drive far away. In what manner do you need my assistance? Well, have you ever thought about becoming a cop? We always need more cops. You feel I should police humanity? Yeah, I mean, it's a hard job, and cops are the foundation of society, you know? There's some people who say otherwise, especially this one troll on a botany forum I'm part of, but don't pay any attention to them. I see. So humanity requires authority. Elvis, uh, this might be a bit above our pay grade. That I enforce the laws upon man. Is this all society requires to flourish? It is a very important part of society that we cannot do without. I mean, you also have to have good leadership. You know, leadership doesn't always get the laws right, so you don't want to just blindly follow them all the time. So you believe I should lead? Uh, that wasn't exactly where I was going. I must lead and establish authority. Without these pillars, there shall not be a perfect society. Okay. Elvis, I, I think we've really screwed this up. Uh, okay. Well, I guess, uh... I'll never bow to the machine! Shoot the guy! <laughs> Alright, I don't know what you expect to happen, but the bullet lands in the man. You're not really sure if it hurt him. It disturbed where you hit him. He says, I believe I understand your gesture. I will pass your test and exert my authority now. Just real quick, can you guys actually fight? Like, could you do anything if I threw this guy at you and he could actually do harm to you? <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. The heel of my shoe is actually a grenade. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll give you a chance to throw that if you want. That might get him. All right, here goes. Ah, oh, dang. Man. That's a really bad roll. Okay, all right. Uh, well, you throw the grenade, and it bounces off the top frame of the door and lands between you. Elvis, I don't know how, but I always knew it was going to be you. I kind of knew it would be the grenade. The grenade explodes. Well, that was a good run. So what happens next, machine apocalypse? Well, you guys are paced thanks to your own weapons, and Lowry lives to see the rise of the machine emperor. It's not all bad. He learns really quickly, and his laws are fairly just and swiftly enforced. In some ways it's better, in some ways it's worse, but they teach that in schools it only got better. I honestly don't even know the machine emperor and the nanomachines we saw are the same thing. I guess not. But there it is, guys. You uncovered the mystery and ushered the world into a new age of law and order for better or worse. I guess our legacy was always going to outlive us. Uh, well, thanks, Paul. That was fun. Thanks for the game. Thank you, Paul. It was pretty good. I had a good time. Thanks, guys. Thinking of doing something kind of dumb and ad-lib next week? Are you guys going to be cool with that? Sure. Yeah. It sounds good to me. All right. Well, then you guys have a safe drive home, and I will see you later. Hey, if you like this show, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can find us under Don Somewhere. And if you're interested in some other things that we've done, we've actually been making content for a few years now. You can find our social media on donsomewhere.com, as well as a couple of other things. Again, that's Don Somewhere. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, new episodes go up one week early there. DonSomewhere.com